0: Welcome to this podcast from the Gastroenterology Learning Network. I'm your moderator, Rebecca Mashaw. And today I'm speaking with Dr. Noah Krugliak Cleveland from the University of Chicago, where she is a clinical instructor of medicine and director of their intestinal ultrasound program. Dr. Cleveland is rapidly building a national reputation for her expertise in the use of intestinal ultrasound for monitoring inflammatory bowel disease, a subject she'll be discussing with me today thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what first interested you about the potential uses of intestinal ultrasound technology, particularly in working with patients who have IBD?
1: So I first heard of intestinal ultrasound from my mentor, Dr. David Rubin. And I heard about this modality or this tool to assess for inflammation in patients with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's and get real-time results in clinic. And when I heard about the point of care ability of this test is what really uh, piqued my interest since we don't have anything like this to date. There is no tool that can give us real-time results in clinic and tell us whether a patient is actually having disease flare or disease relapse, um, and that is something that we our field really needed.
0: This technology has been in use in Europe for some time now, I understand. Do you have any idea why it's taken this time for it to gain more attention and more use in the
1: United States? It's a great question. It's important to also understand this so we could change the current uh, status to help integrate this into care. I think the main reason is that there was really nobody to champion this effort. Intestinal ultrasound is not part of, or abdominal ultrasound in general, is not part of training in the United States for internal medicine doctors or gastroenterologists, unlike in Europe. And so there was really no voice here, especially in leadership in inflammatory bowel disease, to teach about this modality, to even notify people that it exists, let alone talk about its value. Second, there is really no opportunities to train in intestinal ultrasound. So when it's not integrated into your core curriculum of gastroenterology, um, you then have to seek for training opportunities. And even uh, at that point, if you are, and you've heard of it, it, you would have to travel uh, to Europe and other parts of the world. So it really was not offered. There was no training in the United States up until a year ago. And over the last year, we're now offered two courses. And then um, the third part is that, and it's a question of the chicken or the egg, but there was really no clear remuneration uh, process for bowel ultrasound. And that is uh, critical to integrate a new tool into into care in the United States.
0: So have you seen some solutions to those problems?
1: Yes. So in Efforts to bring and to integrate intestinal ultrasound we try to tackle each of these issues, and so one of the main reasons this has been, there's been growing interest um, and there's been a lot of talk about intestinal ultrasound is because there have been major figures in 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 the inflammatory bowel disease world in the United States who have now championed this, have been been outspoken about the, the importance and the use of this tool and how critical it is that we get it to all patients with inflammatory bowel disease across the United States and with those um figures such as Dr. David Rubin who's my mentor got me having him Marla Dubinsky in Mount Sinai in New York when you have two figures like them uh speaking out and and informing others of the use of it that really helped a lot and then of course you know when uh activity on social media that also helped a lot um, between some of the work I've done and my colleague Mike Dollinger at Mount Sinai, and I think that really helped kind of get the voice out there. In regards to training, um, we have, with the International Bile Ultrasound Group, have brought training into the United States with the first course uh, taking place in September of 2022 um, in New York, and then The second course was just now here in Chicago in March of 2023, Um, and they were great success. We trained 60 gastroenterologists, many of whom are IBD uh, key opinion leaders here. And so uh, that would also help continue to spread the word. And lastly, we're working now on um, having a unique uh, billing code for intestinal ultrasound. I've co-founded the Intestinal Ultrasound Group for the United States and Canada. And that is in efforts to really tackle these issues and pressing issues that are unique to the United States and Canada. Um, one of which is the the billing for this, and so we need not only a unique billing code, but a fair one that really um, will will serve both our the clinicians and and the patients. So we're. One of our major efforts will we'll be creating a unique billing code. But for now, we have a bar- borrowed one. So whoever is doing this could use um, the limited abdominal ultrasound exam and other CPT codes to to get compensated.
0: Have you run into issues with insurers in particular in getting paid for doing intestinal ultrasound? Are they resistant to this?
1: Actually, not at all. Uh, in At University of Chicago, we looked into almost all the insurance companies that we see here. And none of them required prior authorization, and we've not had any issues with coverage. So patients could get this done during clinic without having to get a pre-approval.
0: So this is gaining retention and acceptance in North America now, is it
1: not? Yes, there has been just tremendous interest. And in, in intestinal ultrasound, it's been very well received. Over the last year or two, been a lot of effort on my end and uh, Dr. Rubin and a number of universities who've integrated this into spreading the the word, primarily also uh, Mount Sinai in New York, Mike Dollinger over there, who's also spearheading this effort. And so we've worked very hard to disseminate the um, knowledge that one, this tool exists and how accurate and how useful and necessary it is that we integrate into care.
0: You mentioned training. So what kind of training is required to learn how to apply this technology in the clinic?
1: Intestinal ultrasound requires an operator that is competent. And of course, it's only as good as the operator. And so it currently there is a curriculum that is designed through the International Bowel ultrasound Group that is based in Europe. It has three different parts to it, where the first one... Uh, is a two to three day hands-on workshop that is offered about quarterly uh, in different parts of the world. The second part is spending two to four weeks with an expert and doing hands-on scanning, um, one-on-one scanning and performing about 40 examinations. And the third part is sitting through lectures and taking an examination. Right now, this curriculum is uh, has worked very well um, for Europe and some parts of the world, but now as there is increased interest and need to um, increase the number of uh, providers who are training in test ultrasound, we're working on adjusting some of this uh, to, to be more scalable to the size of the United States. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, some of this may be pretty difficult or slow down the process when you need one-on-one training for four weeks when some of us are parents and some you know and also for the trainers University of Chicago um, we're one of the few centers that offer that in the United States so it's uh, it's going to be very hard to train all of the uh, all of the people that are interested in, in becoming proficient in this. How have you found this most useful in your own practice? I think that intestinal ultrasound is best used as a point of care test. So in having the ultrasound machine in the room when I see a patient and as part of my abdominal exam, a continuation of that, I put a probe on the abdomen and do an assessment of disease activity right there while I uh, make a plan for them is the ideal use of it. And I think that's um, the beauty of intestinal ultrasound. Again, goes back to what picked my interest initially that it provides a point of care assessment. And then I can make a plan with the patient based on objective data right there. Uh, and so that's, to me, I think the, the best use of intestinal ultrasound, but of course not everybody's going to become proficient at that. And so we still have an independent intestinal ultrasound clinic where colleagues of mine who don't do this can refer patients and they can have, um, they can have this done by me and get results. And it's still a modality or a tool that provides assessment of disease activity without radiation or PrEP. And it's, uh, is not painful. And some of my colleagues have their clinics at the same time as when I do my test ultrasound clinic. So they can get point of care assessment and they can come back to the clinic room with their provider with these results. And they can put together a plan with the same day, um, assessment of the disease.
0: Have the patients responded
1: to it. Patients love it, absolutely love it. So first of all, there's data showing the patient understand a disease better and they can participate in shared decision-making by uh, undergoing intestinal ultrasound. But separately, patients tell me that they have never felt more informed and also no one has ever given this uh, this much time. So I think that this turning off the lights and having a doctor perform uh, a radiologic exam and then based on that, make an assessment and a plan justifiably makes patients feel like they've really received a very thorough assessment um, by by their provider. And they express this to me um, all the time. It also is, I've received messages of patients saying it's life-changing because they have undergone many colonoscopies, uncomfortable radiologic scans, having to drink contrast, um, travel and wait with delays to get results. And that's truly life-changing when they don't have to undergo um, all this hassle. Are there any downsides? Indecinal ultrasound is not for everybody. It, I would say the vast majority of patients can be evaluated with this tool and it could give us uh, very accurate results, but there is the minority minority of patients where it's hard to predict who it will be, but their body habitus somehow will influence the quality of the images that we get. Not all patients could be um, effectively evaluated and monitored with this, but these are minority of patients and there's no way for us to predict. So I offer it to everybody. And within a minute, I can tell whether this is for, this is for them or not. There are not a lot of other downsides to this. This is a very, very accurate tool. You mentioned the equipment. Is it expensive? Intestinal ultrasound is done using an ultrasound machine and these machines can vary in terms of pricing and it depends the price also influences the quality of the image. The cost of a machine could definitely influence the availability and and could slow down integration of this into practice. But in reality, many hospitals and clinics already have existing ultrasound machines that could be used for this. And what about
0: its future potential?
1: There is a lot to still understand and learn about intestinal ultrasound. And though there is if you look at the trend of publication in and ultrasound, you'll see that it's just growing rapidly. And so we're the use of it in inflammatory bowel disease is really just booming. And so is the data around it. Uh, there's still great need to understand how to use this modality and um, unique patient population, how we could use it or to to best ability with the different therapies that we today have, given the different therapies work at different time frames. I think that it, intestinal ultrasound has huge potential, and not only in inflammatory bowel disease, but it's also used in Europe where there is training on abdominal ultrasound among gastroenterologists. Um, they, it's used for other enteropathies or other conditions that affect the in, in t- small intestines. You could use it in celiac disease and. Um, y- it's it's used to even assess for you know malignancies and other types of various types of infections. So there's the ways to use intestinal ultrasound. But right now with my, with our current focus to integrate into inflammatory bowel disease, there's also lots more to to learn and our priority is to have large scale and high quality studies um, in IBD to really demonstrate the uh, the best utility of intestinal ultrasound.
0: Is this useful for diagnosis as well as for monitoring a patient who you know has UC or Crohn's and you just want to get a a, a read on how they're doing in terms of inflammation?
1: Yes. So intestinal ultrasound is an excellent tool to assess for one disease activity. It's highly accurate, very sensitive for inflammation. It's um, highly comparable to endoscopy. And those that perform it will even uh, express to you that it provides more information Some sometimes where we on ultrasound can see how old inflammation or scarring, um, has affected the bowel motility, which you could see on bowel ultrasound, for instance, and which you don't see on on other modalities such as colonoscopies. You really can't assess for that. We could quantify the degree of involvement, which areas are involved, and sometimes it could be so sensitive we could detect inflammation that maybe endoscopically is not seen. So it's a wonderful tool, highly accurate for assessment of inflammation. It's also very sensitive to assess for response to treatment. So unique to intestinal ultrasound, we can re- assess response to treatment as early as two days in patients who have acute severe ulcerative colitis. And you can even with that, with the degree of response, you could see changes on the bowel wall and we could predict how patients will do within a within a week. Um, and so that's something we again, never had before, never had a tool that could predict outcomes as early as two days. In patients without such severe colitis, we could we could utilize this um, in other ways, but it's highly sensitive to change.
0: That's a real game changer, isn't it? It's a real game changer. Well, I look forward to talking to you again as things progress, and thanks for your time. Thank you.